This episode of Guitar Radio Show is brought to you by Nico's USA Pickups. The quintessential pickup is finally here to capture the essence of the best vintage and modern tones on the planet. We all know there are certain periods that have captivated guitar players because of their cherished tones. Nico's USA Pickups are handmade and designed to deliver just what you're looking for. Made in America... Incorporating period-specific materials for the most discerning guitarist, the tone will easily captivate your ears with an amazing balance of highs, mids, and bass response, yielding unprecedented sound and feel. Authentic tones from authentic materials, handcrafted in the USA, Nico's USA Pickups. Go to nicosusapickups.com for more information. With a unique design and construction, DNA Guitars is a clear choice when looking for the all-around guitar. DNA Guitars' recipe for creating perfect instruments is steeped in tradition while looking toward the future. DNA's recessed bridge construction is a five-point contact bridge, a solid brass bridge that is inset into the body, maximizing strength, contact, and string vibration. An incredibly comfortable guitar to play, DNA Guitars molds to your body and the neck profiles are wonderful to play across. DNA uses an exclusive 100% solderless wiring harness that is designed for guitars with single coil or humbucker setup. Looking for versatility? Look no more. Check out DNA Guitars. Go to dnaguitarcompany.com. Custom guitars handcrafted in the USA. DNA Guitars. Innovation to fuel your inspiration. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 98 of Guitar Radio Show, the show dedicated to all things guitar, dedicated to the guitar player, guitar builder, gear maker, and purveyors of such items you may not know about, but you should. Today is uh, a mile marker in this show. It is a uh, monumental day for us in this show. Um, I'm your host, Mark Davin, by the way. Um <laughs> I am thrilled and honored to have the great Leslie West on for today's show. And uh, it's my Thanksgiving gift to you. <clears throat> and I want to thank Leslie for taking the time out to talk to us. Uh, he has a new record out. It's called Sound Check. And uh, you can get it anywhere. I mean, everywhere you can download music, you can get it. So I highly recommend that uh, you do that. It's fantastic record. Uh, I got to um, I got to hear it about oh, almost a month ago, and uh, it is just phenomenal. And we're going to play you a, a cross section of some excerpts uh, from the record. And it's it's really a great record in that it's such a um, a wide palette this go round for him. I mean, he he can do it all. He's one of those cats who can do it all. But um, the history of this man. And his guitar playing and his musicality is far-reaching. And it really kind of shows up in this record. It's really, really, um, it's great because of so many different sounds and textures and qualities uh, and genres of music that he's playing on this record. It's fantastic. Um, And, you know, with folks like Max Middleton and Peter Frampton 
and oh god i mean it, it goes on and on with with all the different people that are guesting on this record so i think you're really going to dig it um <clears throat> folks don't forget guitarradioshow.com for all your interesting info on guitar stuff of course our facebook uh, page for lots of guitar porn and in um in celebration of this episode with leslie uh leslie being a dean guitar user uh, Adam's blog this week, uh, which came out yesterday on Tuesday, um, is on Dean Guitars, the history of Dean Guitars and Dean Zielinski and all those folks. So uh, we thought it would be great to kind of tie it all together for you in a nice little bow uh, for you to hear everything there is to hear. So uh, I want to let you know, coming up, we've got a real special episode with... Um, it's episode 100. It's another mile marker for us, and we're going to be playing snippets from a whole bunch of different selected interviews over the last three and a half years. And uh, and then right after that, we have episode 101 and 102. It's a two-parter with Mr. Frank Marino from Mahogany Rush. Uh, it was a hell of a conversation, and we it was a four-hour conversation, and we couldn't break it down to just one episode, so it's going to be two. Who knows, maybe down the road you'll see a third part of the lost episode, the lost interview portions. Um, hey, I just I want to remind you that coming up in future weeks and months ahead, we've got Greg Howe, Pat Travers, Tinsley Ellis, James Crouch, Deborah Davey. We've got uh, a great interview that I just wrapped up recently with um, Joel Danzig, who was formerly of Hammer Guitars and uh, now with Danzig Guitars. And he's making amazing instruments. He always has, probably always will. Um, What else did I want to remind you of? I want to say hey and thanks to everybody out there who was listening to the show all over the planet. I can't believe it. From Canada to Russia, from the UK to Australia to Ethiopia. Hello? Ethiopia. Wild. Japan. All over America. Uh, and all over the planet. Thank you so much for tuning in and subscribing and enjoying the show. Uh, We're having just as much fun bringing it to you. So um, what else? Thanks to Nico's USA Pickups. Hey, if you haven't entered that that contest yet, you really got to get on it because December 11th, it's over. Um, So go to guitarradioshow.com, go to the contact GRS tab, Put in your information, and in the comment box, write, give me those pickups, and you're automatically entered to win a set of Southern Heritage pickups. These are brand new pickups that they've just designed, and they're kind of, um, they've been modeled after um, the pickups in Dwayne Allman's Les Paul. So I have them in my Paul, and it's unbelievable. The sound is just incredible. It gave a whole new voice to the guitar. So I highly recommend you go and do that if you want to win that. And hey, and thanks to DNA Guitars. They're going to be joining us for an episode soon. Uh, They're a sponsor with us as well. Go to dnaguitarcompany.com for more information there. All right, let's get into it. Um, Here's a cross-section of some tunes from the new record by Leslie West. It's called Soundcheck. Guitar Radio Show, guitarradioshow.com. I've been led by the 
right, folks, our next guest uh, is someone that has been an influence on Eddie Van Halen, Richie Blackmore, Martin Barr, Warren Haynes, and Randy Rhodes, just to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Mr. Leslie West. Hello, Leslie. How are you, man? All right, I'm doing well. Um, Good. You have been a major influence on me as well over the years. Um, Being a New Yorker uh, as well, I've always... You know, I always felt like you were like the New York guy. Oh, you know, you were nice. you were the guy. It was funny. I was this morning. I was listening to um, thanks to the internet. I was listening to a version of Satisfaction by the Vagrants. Yeah. Holy crap, man! Your sound was already there, 1966, and it was you. There was no the maturation process had already happened. You know, it's funny, recently there was a, an article, I forgot where I saw it, but it was, I think it was Rolling Stone, it was one of those, on all the different people that covered Satisfaction. Yeah. And I had a vagrant in, but Mountain also, well, I did a version of it, and I think Mountain's version came in number seven out of thousands of people that covered it, and the vagrant's version also was in there, so... I thought that was flattering because I don't know the song. It's such a it's such a killer version. I mean, it's well, that's great. Yeah, it's a precursor. It's a precursor to psychedelia. It's a precursor to hard rock. I mean, it really. I mean, your playing was so thick. I mean, your playing that's has great. always been that way. You know what I mean? Your tone. That's one of those things. I'm thick. Huh? I'm thick. <laughs> Uh, are, you in Abilene, are you in Abilene, Texas right now? No, I'm in Austin. Austin? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have a new record. How long have you been there? I've been here four years. You know, my family owns, uh, I'm, I'm sure if you live there, you hear Fingers Furniture? Yeah. Yeah, it's my uh, great uncle and... Uh, Gordon's Jewelers was my other relative. Oh, yeah. My father, uh-huh. my father remarried into a very rich family there. <laughs> it's nothing to do with me, but uh, every bed that I saw when I played in Texas, Oklahoma, it said, Fingers Furniture on the mattress. <laughs> yeah. It's a great town. It's a great town. Um, so you got a new record. It's coming out November twentieth. It's called Sound Check, and I, I've I've I have thoroughly digested it, and uh, I got questions. Yeah. All right, the track, opening track, which is like a slayer. This track, it's called "Left by the Roadside to Die." Once again, it's it's the stamp of approval. The 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 Leslie West. Tone is all over this. It's huge. It's big. It's ferocious. This is an amazing track, man. It's a great single. Well, you know what? I, I don't know if it was a single, but it's what I felt like when I lost my leg. Um, my wife Jenny wrote some great words, and um, the opening synthesizer line. I actually played on guitar, and I had my keyboard player play on the synthesizer. I just love the, the line and. Uh, I thought it was a different way to start off a guitar album, which is what I'm known for, you know, by using a synth 
yeah, I really love this song myself. That's the way Jones stuff. Yeah. I love it, but I can put it out, but uh I'm glad you like it. Yeah, it's great. You know, and and you know, and, and everything that you've been through. Uh you know, most people would have just said, "Oh, screw it." You know, but but you sound better now than ever. Well, that's pretty good. How how is that? I mean, what is it? Just the love well, of a, is it the love of a good woman or? Yeah, that helps. Yeah. If you take a look at my wife, you you'd understand that. <laughs> but, uh, listen, man, you could take a step back. You can take a step forward, and there's a, a step sideways. And sometimes sideways isn't a bad place until you're ready to take a step forward. And uh, everybody gets knocked down. I'm like, man, it's how you choose to get up. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, you're an inspiration, man. Thanks very much, man. Um, very, very flattering. Well, it's the truth, man. You, you really, you know, I got to tell you, I, I, I was gonna, not going to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you. In 1988, the band that I was in at the time opened for you on Long Island. Yeah. And you you saw the room that we were in, that we were changing in. It was like a closet. And you said, what the fuck are you guys doing in here? <laughs> and we said, well, this is the room that he put us in. He goes, no, come on in here. Come in here. And you brought us into your dressing room and you fed us. Yes, you had food laid out and everything else. I guess the club laid it out for you or whatever. And you fed us. And, you, and, and I felt that sorry for you? You did. Wow, that seems so unlike me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to feed the homeless. <laughs> That's what we were like. <laughs> no, you treated, you treated us with such respect, and, and uh, wow. I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't thank you more for it. It was a great night. It was a great night, and it was a great honor to open for you too. So we had a blast. It was really fun. Okay. Um, so you know this record, man. It's it's interesting because it's it's kind of an eclectic um, bunch of songs that you put together and created a common thread. And the common thread, obviously, is your guitar playing. But um, what was the what was the impetus behind all of this for you? Like, say, oh, I want to I want to do this, and was it just? Songs that grabbed you, and then you said, I'm going to put them all together on one, one disc. Well, I, I wrote some new songs, and I also wanted to do some songs that I thought I could do different than the original version. I don't like using the word cover versions, but just interpretation. Right. And I think I did that, especially with You Are My Sunshine with Peter Frampton. I yeah. really thought... Uh, by changing the key from major to minor really uh, made this song a whole different thing. It totally did. I mean, you know, when, when, when I first heard it, I was like, wow. And it's, what's interesting, too, is it is a departure for both of you, you and Peter, in the, in the approach of your normal playing. It was kind of cool. Well, I'm playing slide. Right. I'm playing slide guitar. Peter's playing regular guitar and... Uh, I think the first solo is mine, the second is his, and then after the first half of the song, mm-hmm. his solo is first, and then my solo, and then we play together. Yeah. And he did a great job on it, man. I mean, I've known Peter for over 46 years. Mm-hmm. We toured together, friends. We lived 
really close to each other in New York, but we never recorded together. So a couple of years ago, he was doing this tour of Frampton Circus, mm-hmm. and he wanted to, he wanted me to play with him. And he wanted to sing "Came from Imaginary Western," and uh, we did a couple of songs together live. And I said, Peter, I want you to play on my album I'm starting. And I sent him the track, and he flipped over the track. He couldn't get over how great changing the key of that song that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I finally got to play with Peter. That's cool. So my wife, my wife's putting on a really nice sweater. That's great, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Back to your interview. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, that, that's an interesting question too. And it's like, you know, you, it must not be, you know, when, when, when a Leslie West calls says, Hey, you want to be on the record? I'm sure people are lining up to do it. I mean, when I look back at the last, well, I, I don't know about that, but you know, you never want to be turned down now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want to ask somebody what I don't think. I don't think anybody's well, turned you down, Leslie. Well, no, but somebody could be busy, you know, and they say they could do it and then, Nine months later, when you're doing it, they could be in Guam or somewhere, and they can't, uh, you know, so they have to send in a file, or who knows. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't seem to work out on this, having Peter Frampton and Brian May, and uh, especially on Going Down. I did that song a long time ago. My favorite guitar jam song. Uh, Me too. I love that. When I get together with people that I don't know, I always go, you know, going down. And if you don't know going down, there's a problem. Right. A friend of mine produced it, and uh, Brian May was on it, but they never, the guy that wrote the song, Don Nix, put out an album. Mm -hmm. He doesn't play an instrument, he just sang it. My friend John Tippett produced it, and I called him, I said, listen, I'd love to do that song. He says, well, why don't you sing it? I said, I would, but I need the masters. You know, where the hell are the masters? He said, they're in my, my, my office right next door. I'll get them. I'll send them to you overnight. I couldn't believe it. And that was on uh, track 15, Brian May. And so the first half of the song is me solely, and then Brian picked over on the way out, and uh, John called him and said, listen, Leslie West wants to use the track you guys did. He, he would be honored, you know, so... That worked out really good. Brian doesn't do too much stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it sounds great. It sounds like you guys have played together for years. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the whole point. That's yeah. what I at least try to achieve. Yeah, for sure. And then and then the cool thing, me being a, a big Jeff Beck fan as well, you had Max Middleton on there reprising his yeah, uh, his his original that's opening. That's the best piano intro. You could get, I mean, he was in, I think, Jeff's original group. Yeah. And, uh, but that's the album that gets me started. Like, when I come in with the guitar, I just burst right into it, you know, and mm-hmm. he finishes that intro. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. For sure, yeah. That's another highlight, for sure, on this record. Um, so, there's a track on here that is also really cool, and I, and I love, because I love acoustic guitars, um, especially 12 string stuff. There's this track on here called A Stern Warning for your good buddy, uh, Howard. Yeah, my good buddy. You know, he's got incredible taste in music, not just because he likes me, but 
you know, he was a judge on America's Got Talent, but he really knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we discussed groups and music, and uh, like right now, he loves this English group. I think they call it Royal Blood. Mm-hmm. And it's two guys. And he said to me, you ever take a plan with him? Yeah, he comes up with great ideas. Huh? He was playing an instrumental I did years ago on Felix Papillari, a bass player and producer of Mountain gave me a 12 string. He said, if you write a song, you can keep it. It was a gorgeous skill, 12 string. And so I, I wrote a song from it. Howard asked me why, you know, what made me do the instrumental. And I told him, and it caused me to write a new Incorporating some of the old with the whole front section new, and I thought it's a good way to name a song. A stern warning. I used to get stern warnings from my father every fucking day, man. <laughs> Same here. Oh, he'd shake that finger in front of my face, and uh, it's a stern warning. <laughs> you know, so it works two ways. <laughs> So uh, there's a killer version, I mean, outrageously killer version of Spoonful that was recorded at the Chance in uh, yeah. 1988 on this record. And, and you know, it's so funny because I heard you say that um, you were trying to channel, you were channeling your best Eric Clapton on there. It does not sound like yeah. Clapton. It sounds like you, man. Well, somebody else told me that, but that's what I had in my mind, you know. Yeah. I played with Jack and West Bruce for like years, and I was doing a solo record upstate. Millbrook. And I guess the owner of the chance heard when we were recording him. He asked if we wanted to come and do an impromptu, unadvertised show the next night. It was a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So Jack said, why not? Because he was leaving Sunday. He only came over for the weekend to do my album. And uh, my friend Joe Franco played drums. And I, uh, especially with Jack dying this year, it was mm-hmm. sad. Well, we took the original version and we edited it down. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I get tears in my eyes when I listen to it because, you know, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. I played with his son Malcolm a few years ago and, uh, they were strange, Jack and Malcolm. And I felt really bad about it. And then when Jack finally passed, it was like, oh, it's the end of that. Well, it's, it's 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 an incredible version of this track, and once again, it's it's all there. It's all there. It's all it's all that West sound. It's just incredible, man. You know, it's funny. I walked in. I was um, when I was still living in New York. One day, I walked into a record store. I mean, an old school record store, and it was one of the last ones before it. It, it folded. It was a mom and pop shop, and it was really. I mean, you go there and really find the obscure stuff, and they would always have music playing. I walk in. What was it? Was it the village? No, it was. It was actually out on Long Island, and it was called Record. Oh. It was called oh, Record I know, Stop. I, was, I know. I I knew. Uh, what's that funny vinyl? Vintage Vintage Files from Jersey. Uh, I know the story for a while, but go ahead anyway. Yeah, so I'm walking in there, and there's a guitar solo going on. So they're playing a record. It's a deep, it's a deep mountain track, a, a track that I I wasn't entirely familiar with. But I walked in, and I'm you know, you come off the street and you get all the traffic noise. You walk in, and I hear this sound, and just it took me about I don't know ten seconds, and I looked at the guy behind the counter who I knew very well, and I go, 
is this is this Leslie West? He goes, yeah, holy shit, you came right off the street and you know that? It's it's amazing how certain guitar players have a sound, a way that they play that they're instantly recognizable, and you're one of those people, like like Jeff Beck, you know. You're, well, that's you're what home. I try to strive for. When you look at a certain artist, and I'm not comparing myself to Salvador Dali or any of those guys, but you, you or Jeff Koons, you can look at somebody's artwork and you can say, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of guitar players now that are very famous that I couldn't tell you that, who that is. Mm-hmm. Because... They, you know, they were working on playing fast, or they're working on this or that, but never on creating a style that's unique to themselves. Yeah, which is what I try to do. Well, I th- obviously, I had you fooled. <laughs> right? Yeah, you had me at hello, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, you're right. I think I think it's you know it's so funny because I remember back in the day in the in the seventies when it was all about you know singles and late sixties and the single single singles and and people would say oh it's all disposable music and it wasn't. But now it seems really disposable. Now it seems like everything's a half life of yeah. of what's happening, and it's it's kind of weird. I'm hoping it I'm hoping it cycles out and it comes back to people who are making something more meaningful. Listen, I don't want to rush you, but I got a couple more minutes because I got to do, uh, I have to pick up my blood test from, uh, from my doctor, so. Okay. Uh, go ahead, you want to ask me something else and mm-hmm. then we can... Uh, Absolutely. So I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you real quick about gear. You, you, you're you using Dean guitars and Blackstar amps. Yeah. Yeah, and how long have you been using Dean? A long time now, right? It's got to be at least seven years. Yeah. And we have five, we have five different models. Yeah. With them, and uh, I worked on it for a while. I didn't want it to be like West Paul Jr. I used to play, but we updated it a little bit, and uh, I have my own pickups now called Mountain of Tone Pickup, mm-hmm. M-O-T. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been using a black star amps for quite a few years. Yeah. Now, do you? I mean, were those guitars kind of like they they, they looked at your juniors and they said, "Okay, we want to we want to kind of do that, but a modern version of it." Yeah, that's exactly what we did. If you look at the body, it's got a unique little cutaway on the top on uh, the body itself. Reminds of a Les Paul Jr. and uh, it was the simplest guitar you could buy at the time. I used to call it a tree with a microphone. <laughs> a piece of wood with a little pickup on it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it just happened to be. It wasn't my choice. My partner Felix Tamalardi had given me uh, his Jr. to play because the guitar I had was crappy. It didn't stay in tune at the time. Right. And just so happens that uh, hey, look what I found, you know. Yeah. The pickup on that guitar, P nineties, probably the most powerful pickup you can get, except it wasn't a humbucker pickup; it was a single coil, but mm-hmm. it was so loud. Yeah. And I, and I always had to mute it with my palm on my hand so it didn't feedback. So now we came out with my own pickup that is reminiscent of the P ninety, but it's a humbucker, so it doesn't feedback. Yeah. Uh, 
Right. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, do you still you still have some of those old juniors? From back from the day. A couple of them broke. Yeah. A couple of them I traded when I gave the P thousand. Right. And he used that on who's next. Yeah. Which is, uh, that's trippy as, as, as hell. Yeah, and he bought it because of you. I mean, you were like a direct influence there. Well, we went actually together. We got in the limo and went shopping on our days off. We did a lot of touring with Jeff Rotone and 10 years after. And uh, mm-hmm. those were really great days. Yeah. Well, are we going to see a tour from the, from this record? If you ever get to Austin, I'm there, man. Well, thanks very much, man. I appreciate it. Leslie, thanks so much for being on Guitar Radio Show, and good luck with the new record, man. Thank you very much, man. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Um, To say that this was an honor is a a gross understatement. (laughs) So cool to talk to him. Um, And uh, just to... Just to have this conversation, it was great. You can tell I'm kind of still. I'm listening after listening back to it. It's like wow, I can't believe that. <laughs> so cool. Um, so, folks, thanks so much for listening. I want to wish everybody here in America who's uh, and anyone else who celebrates Thanksgiving uh, a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, everyone else out there, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, keep on playing. Check us out at guitarradioshow.com for all your guitar needs. I'm really looking forward to sharing episode 100 with you. It's really turning into a a mega episode. I'm trying to keep I'm trying to keep it down to an hour, but it's becoming very difficult. <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy that and all the stuff that's coming ahead. And um, I just got a line on a whole bunch of new guests that are going to be joining us in the new year. And uh, it's going to be wild, folks. It's going to be wild. And I'm having such a great time doing it and sharing it with you. And I'm glad you're, uh, you're enjoying it as well. All right. We're out of here. We'll see you on the next episode of Guitar Radio Show. Peace.
like this crowd already. Genoris Productions.